What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Monday, so time to go over the top waiver wire ads for week nine, already approaching week nine. And as always, this video is recorded and uploaded before the Monday night game. So if you're watching this on Tuesday, especially, and something big happened in tonight's game, I'll update the table on the website, but obviously I'm not a time traveler. Uh, we had far fewer injuries this week which is fantastic. You love exiting a week where only a few guys suffer injuries. And I don't believe, at least off the top of my head, there were like major injuries. Like with the past few weeks, it's been unreal the amount of people who have been injured and had like long term injuries. We seem to have escaped so far. Hopefully, nothing happens tonight. Uh, we seem to have escaped week eight relatively injury free. Like, obviously, people get hurt every week, but. You know, that's a positive. Uh, it does mean that on free agency, it's at least less likely. You look at free agency and you're like, oh, wow, you know, here's this week's Kenneth Walker. I'm spending 100% of my fab on them. Like, that's not really the case this week. Uh, but let's go over the top options if you need something. Uh, but at least it's positive that it's less likely you are entering next week like, oh, my goodness, you know, my top two running backs got hurt. That probably didn't happen. So hopefully you need free agency a little bit less. But again. Top options are um, names that were top options last week. And I would say in most competitive leagues, they're probably not available. But, you know, I have to mention them just in case they are. And that's Khalil Herbert uh, and then the duo of Panthers running backs, Dante Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. Again, uh, we've been over these players a ton and they were at the top of the list last week. So... You know, again, we don't need to go that in depth on any of them. But for some reason, you know, Khalil Herbert is not rostered in like 90% of leagues, even though every week he's been getting more and more work. He has consistently looked better than David Montgomery. If he's available, obviously grab him. And then Foreman, Chuba, uh, the two lead backs now with McCaffrey gone from the Panthers. Foreman went off last week with Chuba injured. But remember, Chuba was the lead back and the third down back when he was healthy in week seven. Then he gets hurt and Foreman now takes over as effectively the feature back. But they're never really going to use him a ton in the receiving game. Uh, they don't get to play the Falcons every week. That's a dream matchup. They have a terrible, I would just say defense overall. They can't really stop many people. Um, don't expect Foreman to have 103 touchdowns every week. That makes sense. Obviously, you expect that. From no one, no one gets that every week. Uh, but especially, especially like once the matchups are more difficult, once they're not in, you know, potentially like winning game scripts overall, um, they're going to be losing more games. They are going to be splitting between Chuba and Foreman. So understand that Foreman's not just like a locked-in running back one rest of season, and they both should be rostered ninety plus percent of the league. So Foreman right now, I think he's probably at like seventy percent in most because like people saw that Chuba was going to be out this last week. Obviously, that made Foreman. Uh, more valuable towards the end of the week. And so people who didn't go after him early, maybe Thursday, Friday, Saturday, started picking him up. That didn't happen to Chuba. So Chuba's still available in like 70% of leagues. Again, if he's out there, he should still be rostered because he's going to be used when he's healthy. And it was a short-term injury. He's going to be back very soon. After those two, I would say tier break, very small tier break though, like just, just a little bit down. You've got Kadarius Tony and Kenyon Drake, uh, both completely different value outlooks like you look at drake more of that short-term fill-in you look at tony more of that like long-term option but i would say overall value wise they're relatively similar it really just depends on what 
you need. Like, if you need running back now, well, don't take Tony, take Kenyon Drake. Uh, but Tony, you know, all else equal, given like a, a neutral team, no like severe needs, he's my preferred option because he's that longer term play and because he does have more upside. He is an incredibly explosive player, he's incredibly elusive. He really just needs the ball in his hands. Like, he's not going to go out there. Uh, we kind of talked about this in the summer, right? Like, he's not a player that goes out there, dominates the entire route tree, is a clear alpha that it's like, you know, just go out there, run some routes. You're going to consistently get open, and I'll get you the ball when you're open. It's more get Tony a screen pass. Get him working across the middle of the field. Like, just get him the ball, and he'll do something incredible with it afterwards. And so on a lot of teams, that's like useful and it'll come with spike tweaks, but not like all the time. On Kansas City, again, not all the time. He's not just like a, you know, he's not Tyree Kill, right? Like he's he's gonna have some down weeks. But if he can stay healthy in this offense, they don't have people who are being like, can't play Tony because we've got Marquez Valdez Scantling or Hardman or Sky Moore that hasn't really produced so far this season. Even Juju, like Juju has not been that good in fantasy. He's had a few spike tweaks because he's gotten lucky on some like long plays, but Juju as a player has not been very good this season. So he's going to see the field. He's going to get the targets. And if he gets the targets in this offense, he's going to be really, really good. He has a ton of upside. Could be like a weekly wide receiver too. That's like more boom bust, but like the booms, my goodness, they could be really, really strong in this offense. Uh, again, he'd be, he's a very, very, very strong target. Um, I think I spent 9% fab when it happened. So my league, or at least one of them, has like rolling waivers. We never have free agency. So every day it's waivers. I spent 9% and I got them last week. I would imagine that's roughly how much you'd have to spend this week. Uh, but again, you know your league better than I do. Um, yeah, him. And then I would just say, if you need this week, you're like, I have a player on by and a player hurt. I need a running back this week. Dobbins on IR, Gus, I would say the estimate right now is like one to two weeks. We'll probably know more this week, but that's the kind of general estimate that he's going to miss with the hamstring injury. And so you've got Drake and Justice Hill probably splitting the work with Drake more being that 1A, more the one you want in fantasy. Has looked good when he's got the touches in this offense, so if you need a fill-in, uh, he would definitely be like a, you know, not a clear must start this week, but, you know, if he's the lead back, he's going to be someone you might want to be starting. After those two... I think you get into like that tight end duo. Obviously, if you don't need tight end, just skip this part. Like if, if you have Travis Kelsey coming back from by now, you don't need to add our two here, Dulcich and Hurst, right? Like you just you just don't have to do that. So skip the next part. But if you basically don't have Kelsey, if you have someone else, um, I mean, we've talked about Dulcich for what? Three to four consecutive weeks now. Uh, so if you needed an option, you probably already have him. But this last week, even stronger game, up to 80% of the snaps. Caught four or five targets, 87 yards. Um, I believe there was a touchdown that Wilson kind of missed him on as well. Could have had an even bigger game, but like any tight end posting numbers is viable in fantasy. And then Hayden Hurst plays tonight, so we'll see how he does. But obviously you have to know Chase potentially missing this next like month. If you need tight end right now, well, the Chase targets aren't all going to Hayden Hurst. But if at least one to two of them do, he was already a fringe option. And so this will make him an even stronger option. 
after those two tight ends, I think you're getting into those like running back handcuffs and then those like, you know, high upside options. My list in order would be Rashad White first, then Alexander Madison, then Isaiah Pacheco, then Kyron Williams, Jalen Warren, and then um, James Cook. That would kind of be like, they're not all the same. Like some of them are more pure handcuffs. Some of them are splitting work now. Um, one of them, Pacheco, is technically the starter. So they have different roles, but like those are the running backs that I would want to be rostering on my bench because they have upside. That's like the group where it's like these are potential league winners if everything does go their way. Um, I don't think all of them have the same upside. Like some of them definitely like um, Warren. Uh, if like Najee got hurt, has really, really good upside. But I would say like Madison probably has the most if Cook got hurt. Maybe if Fournette got hurt, um, Rashad White would have a lot. But like, you know, different levels of upside there. Um, Pacheco, kind of alluded to before, was technically announced as the starter. So you're like, well, Nick, one of them's already the starter. It's like, yeah. And maybe like post buy, we can look at Pacheco and say, you know, he's announced as starter, then they go on by rookies after by typically see a bump in playing time and production. So like maybe he is going to get a lot of touches all of a sudden. But like, you know, when Clyde was a starter, he was getting nine to 10 touches a game and we were only playing him because he was getting super lucky with touchdowns. Like Pacheco gets a start. He gets eight carries, zero targets. He has what, two targets on the entire season. Like Pacheco still needs someone to get hurt. He needs like, um, Jarek McKinnon to get hurt to get targets. He needs Clyde to get hurt to get more into those like low teens for carries and even like touchdowns because they might still prefer Clyde at the goal line. Like we still have Pacheco fielding kickoff returns like last week, or I guess, you know, the last time they played. And so it's like he's not just like locked in as this like easy running back to every week. Um, he still needs an injury. Kind of want to go over that there. And then I would say the one that's like exciting uh, is Kyron Williams because like all these guys need something to happen, right? Well, Kyron Williams like technically might just need to get healthy himself. Like we look at the Rams running back touches this last week, 12 for Ronnie Rivers, six for Henderson, five for Malcolm Brown. Like they're very clearly, and it's not like Ronnie Rivers was ever like, you know, high end prospect. He's not someone they want long-term. He didn't like explode or anything like they don't really know what they they know what they want right now, and it's basically it's Kyron Williams. Like they they don't want Acres, they don't want these running backs. They're just rotating guys. They don't have a clear one, but this is an offense that's used a clear one in the past. And so, especially with how McVeigh has been like hyping up Kyron Williams, he says he really really likes him. Like if he comes back, and we don't know because he's a rookie, we don't know how he's going to look, but like he's got upside. And if they're going to give him a good snap share, give him targets give him goal line work. Like if he gets that sort of volume in this offense, he's going to be really good in fantasy. And in most leagues, people don't really know about him. And so he's free. If you're in a competitive league, people probably know people have been stashing him on IR. But, and let's be honest, for many of you in like 10 and 12 team hometown leagues, many people have not even heard of this kid's name. And if he comes back soon and then he has a good game, he's like the number one option. And waiver wires should probably stash him now, especially if you have an open IR spot. After that, I think you're looking at those like upside wide receivers that aren't pure flyers, but you know, let's be honest, they're not weekly starts. Um, I would say the list is Rondell Moore, Romeo Dobbs, um, Alec Pierce, and then Joshua Palmer. I don't completely buy into the Rondell Moore, like I guess quote unquote breakout game. Like he still had good production earlier in the season a few times, but this was the first game where he like 
really had a good game, seven for 92 and a score. Um, still playing every snap, so that's the positive. Again, I don't fully buy that we're going to consistently see this every week. I thought that was going to happen, but then Hopkins returned and like Kyler just focused on him so much. Now that changed a little bit this week. They spread it around a little bit, but like Hopkins is still the clear alpha. And until I see Rondell Moore like multiple weeks really earning this target share, I'm not going to fully buy it. He ran like, or he played on like 77 snaps. Like, you know, there's a lot of weeks where they're not going to run that many plays. And if the plays do come down, like maybe we do get a scenario where Hopkins is dominating the target share a little bit more. Um, So an ad, I I still think he should be rostered in a lot of leagues. I think I'm going to bump him up in the rest of season rankings this week. Um, But understand that it's still like, we know his role and it's not dominant. It's still more of that like flex play. After that, um, I mean, you guys know all, all know like the Romeo Dobbs take at this point. Um, it's the same take as the offseason. Like, he's playing on an offense headlined by Aaron Rodgers. If he can ever earn his trust, then he's going to be good in fantasy. The problem is he has not yet earned his trust. Um, and even in a game, like, I know Dobbs had like a good game this week, right? But I feel like anyone watching that was like, yeah. But Lazard was out and Cobb was out. And, you know, Christian Watson left immediately. And Sammy Watkins had no role in the offense. And he was like, you start listing off those things and you're like, shouldn't Dobbs have had like a 35, 40% target share in this game? Like, he had a 23% target share, which was fine, but like you'd expect it to be higher. Like it was it was Sammy Watkins, Amari Rogers, who he knows a bust, and Samori Tori, like I mean, come on, like he's got to get more targets than that. And it's like once Cobb is back, you know, Roger's best friend and then Lazard is back. And when Watson doesn't have a concussion, it's like all these guys come back. It's fine. Again, he needs to earn Roger's trust and he just hasn't done that yet. So good ad and a good guy to roster for that upside, but we still can't rely on him just yet. Uh, And then Pierce Palmer, uh, I would say lower floor options. Each does come with their own level of upside. Uh, Pierce... It was a little bit weird. Like I was excited. So he annoyingly hurt our parlay two weeks ago, right? He plays like we thought he was going to come out, play more snaps, get those looks, and he felt like 15 yards shy of hitting on our parlay, which was annoying. But he played 97% of the snaps. But I think this week it was like 57%. It was kind of weird. Like maybe I missed an injury or something like that, but he didn't play every snap. Um, it could have been different formations given the new quarterback. Um, but he's a good, talented rookie. Uh, maybe second half of the season he can break out more and he's also a you know rookie that has like a downfield role and we know Eilinger is gonna throw more downfield than Matt Ryan did he really liked to do that in college like he did that this week like he's gonna throw downfield and Pierce is their downfield option so I like Pierce long term and I think he could have a good second half of the season but you can understand that even this one like you know it's Alec Pierce it's the Colts offense he's still like the number two slash three like you know, we're not going out of our way to be targeting uh, this like passing attack when we've got, you know, a young quarterback uh, who we know is like he's looked good, but we know his ceiling and it's not, you know, 300 yards every week. And then Palmer, um, you know, it's the take Palmer always has. It's like he's he's not viable when they've got a healthy Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. But as soon as Keenan Allen returns, now we've got Mike Williams leaving for like a month with his injury. 
Uh, and Palmer Moore steps into that Mike Williams, Mike Williams role. That Mike Williams role changes depending on the status of Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen's back now, like Palmer's still not that good of a player. Like he's not that talented. And so you're going to get a ton of targets to Eckler and Keenan Allen. You're going to get targets to um, like the a general range of tight ends. Like obviously the Gerald Everett is the one, but like they've got other guys that kind of give the ball to as well. They can use other running backs. And so it's like, you know, if you need Palmer for five to six targets sure um but again more of a lower end option after all of those players i would say now you're going into pure flyers and then you're like quarterback and defense streaming options no pure running back flyers i think all the flyers are really just those handcuffs those backups those upside options we talked about before but then i would look at for wide receiver if you really need to again this is more competitive 12 team league and deeper 8 12 team leagues you do not need these options but Terrace Marshall, uh, Tyquan Thornton, Van Jefferson, and Nico Collins. That's like a list I would kind of look at if you're desperate there. Uh, and Marshall in particular. Like he was someone that like the fantasy community was very hyped about last season. Uh, he wasn't like a high-end prospect, but like he played well in the preseason. Uh, we've like liked his talent. He just couldn't put it together last year. Looks better, honestly, this year. Still not on a good team. Uh, we know PJ Walker is not the long-term answer. Um, I know he's like been okay but like let's be honest with ourselves he's not an elite quarterback um but hey you know trade deadline very soon if dj moore got traded his value goes up even higher but even if dj moore doesn't get traded like they were looking at terrace marshall every time they got close to the end zone i don't know how many end zone targets he had but from watching that game i feel he was like three or four end zone targets he didn't come down with any of them but if they're going to keep doing that for the rest of the season, if he's the clear number two and if they're going to you know be trailing a little bit more than they have in like these last two weeks like he has some level of upside. Like, if you're in a competitive 12-team league, or if you're in especially 14, 16-team leagues, Terrace Marshall should be rostered. If he's playing every snap on a team that's going to be trailing, he has some level of talent, and he's going to be using the red zone. Like, it just, it just makes sense to have him, especially with the potential for DJ, DJ Moore to be leaving, but we'll know that very soon. Um, after that, you know, again, the whole list was just flyers, Thornton, Van, Nico, um, there's really not a whole lot to say about them. None of them can be started right now. All of them have their own separate paths, uh, but you know, none of them are like must rosters. I really thought Tyquan Thornton was going to be used a little bit more. Um, he hasn't been used as much as I would have hoped. Again, this is like his third or fourth game as a rookie, so like we're not expecting him to break out yet, but to close the season, maybe he does something there. Quarterback streaming options. Um, I would hope at this point that you like have quarterback figured out, you know, if you've got um, Dak, Russell Wilson, Daniel Jones normally, and they're on by this week, and you need someone to stream. Sure. Um, but like, you shouldn't be streaming quarterback every week at, at this point. Like you need to make a trade for quarterback. If you're streaming right now, it's really gonna be difficult for you to take down teams that have like Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, like, these teams are going to smoke you if you're trying to stream our streaming options this week, which are like Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and Marcus Mariota. Like you're just praying for 15 points if you're streaming and you're going to get steamrolled by teams that have, you know, 30 at the quarterback position. But those are the top options. Um, I would say the clear number one is Justin Fields. 
uh, 88, 82, 60 rushing yards in the last three weeks. He's finally scrambling more. Just understand, he has one game this year over 190 passing yards. So you're not going to get a lot of points through the air. He's not throwing for very many touchdowns because they're not scoring very many, and they run the ball a lot and they get close. But if he can add 6 to 10 points, if he can get you to 15, get you through your bye week or an injury, he would be the top option. Uh, but understand that like, you know, the ceiling can only be so high if you're probably going to throw for around 170 passing yards and hopefully one touchdown. That's not very many fantasy points. Now you need 60 to 80 rushing yards, which is still a good amount to ask. After that, finally, defense streaming options. Uh, hopefully, we've been talking about this for, you know, eight straight weeks. Like, hopefully, you just have uh, the Eagles or the Patriots at this point, and you can kind of just, like, use one of them regardless of the matchup. Uh, but if not, some good options this week. You've got Kansas City. This is probably the top option if we can get Malik Willis starting again. But Kansas City at home off their bye against the Titans again. If Malik Willis is starting, they are a phenomenal streaming option. But even if Tannehill's starting, they're a good option as well. Then the Seahawks after that. They're on the road, but it's against the Cardinals. Uh, it's a high sack potential spot. And even if the game's higher scoring, scoring is overall valued a little bit too highly by the fantasy community like and you guys know when you're watching the games like as soon as a team scores more than like 13 points that whole like 14 to like 25 point range is fairly similar anyway so even if you only give up 14 compared to a team that's you know giving up 25 26 points like the difference in points isn't that much if the team giving up 25 or 26 has five or six sacks and a pick that's way more valuable than the team that didn't let up like many points, but also didn't really convert any sacks or turnovers and stuff like that. And then when you combine like if you're getting a lot of sacks, that just increases the rate of like strip fumbles for touchdowns, which is really what gets fantasy scoring going. So Seahawks good there. And then a similar case for the Rams. Weirdly, so they're on the road against the Bucks. The Bucks have a terrible offensive line, but they're not allowing that many sacks. That could be randomness. Uh, it could also just be Brady throwing the ball away a ton, but we all know the Bucks have struggled right and the rams could you know really get going on defense in this spot they do have a lot of upside uh just don't be shocked if they don't get a ton of sacks because again it's, it's weird but the bucks haven't allowed that many sacks so those are the top waiver wire options this week again anything that happens in the monday night game will be reflected in the table on my website uh rest season rankings and week nine rankings will be up tomorrow afternoon maybe around that like three to five o'clock range eastern uh, I'll be back Wednesday to go over the top trade targets. Thursday, running back start sits. Friday's wide receiver start sits. But that, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, have a hit the like button. Have a subscribe to the channel if you're new here. Thanks for watching.